Hi, Rebels. This Financial Literacy Month, Rebel Girls teamed up with Greenlight, the debit card and money app for families, to bring you everything you need to be smart with your money and to build healthy habits that last a lifetime. With a Greenlight debit card and money app of their own, kids learn to make smart choices with every penny, whether you're saving for something special or learning to invest. Greenlight gives kids the power to be independent and grown-ups can trust that their kids have money wherever they are. Sign up at greenlight.com slash rebelgirls to get your first month at no cost and start building money confidence for life. Taria Pitt sprang from the starting line in Australia's New South Wales. On one side of her, the teal blue Pacific Ocean lapped at golden beaches. On the other, palm trees swayed in the breeze. Taria was competing in an Ironman race, which meant she had already swam 3.86 kilometers and ridden her bike 180 kilometers. Now she had to run 42 kilometers. It was an incredible feat for anyone to attempt, but especially for Taria, since just a few years before, she was told she might never walk again. I'm Brooklyn Corey, and this is Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls, a fairy tale podcast about the real life rebel women who inspire us. On this episode, Taria Pitt, a mining engineer, ultramarathon runner, model, and motivational speaker who defied all odds to cross one finish line after another. Taria grew up in the stunningly beautiful coastal town of Ulladulla, Australia, which Taria calls the sickest surf spot on the whole coast. When she was little, she loved surfing with her father, balancing on one of his homemade surfboards in awe of the roaring ocean. At night, exhausted after a long day of riding waves, she fell asleep to the clickety-clack of her mother writing stories on her typewriter. Those stories were filled with mana, a Polynesian word Taria's mom often used that meant love and forgiveness, energy and courage all in one. Taria's father had a way with water, and her mother a way with words. Taria inherited both. On Friday nights, Taria's mother took her and her brothers to the library to pick out books for the weekend. Taria was fascinated by the library, especially all the books on geology and the natural world. Learning about nature felt so full of magic and possibility. Sometimes, though, the magic fell away, like when Taria's parents fought. Listening in, she didn't know what to do with the worry coursing through her body. She wanted to unleash it, but how? One day, during a big fight, Taria felt the walls closing in on her. She burst out the door and broke into a run. She had no plan, no idea where she was going. She just raced down the street, trying to leave all the anger and worry behind. Soon she was panting, her legs aching. But the more she ran, the calmer she felt. Her mind and her heart focused on putting one foot in front of the other, feeling the fresh air on her skin. She felt the whole world expanding, giving her new space to move and grow. From that day on, Taria turned to running to carve out new paths of peace wherever she could. (laughs) 
In 2011, those paths led Taria to the starting line of Australia's 100-kilometer ultramarathon, surrounded by picturesque canyons, outback, and wildlife. It had taken a lot to get here. At this point, Taria was 24 years old. She had a successful career as a mining engineer, and she was an accomplished long-distance runner. She was also in love with a man named Michael, and they were trying to save money to build a future together. While Taria really wanted to do this race, she knew the registration fees were too expensive. Then, just two weeks before the ultramarathon, the race organizers contacted Taria and offered to let her run for free. They wanted more local runners like her to take part. Taria was thrilled and very nervous. After all, athletes usually train for months or years for an ultramarathon. But Taria refused to let fear cloud her focus. She spent those two weeks conditioning and preparing. After a whirlwind of training, she arrived in Australia's rough, rugged, and remote Kimberley region. At the starting line, she slipped on her headphones and played her favorite music to channel all of her energy into moving forward. Go, girl, she told herself. You got this. Soon, Taria was bounding across the dusty red earth, free and full of spirit. The landscape was incredible, with rust-colored dirt and wide-open spaces. It almost looked like Mars. The spindly grasses and craggy trees rose ahead of her like odd-shaped clouds. Taria knew this race could take many hours, so to entertain herself, she tapped into her childhood love of storytelling, imagining herself as the star of a thrilling adventure. Go, she told herself, pretending she was on a secret mission. You have an important message to deliver. Lost in the music she was listening to and the story she was inventing, she almost didn't notice the low rumbling sound around her. But as it grew louder, she couldn't ignore it. She slipped off her headphones. Oh, she thought, I'm about a quarter of the way through the race. That must be the sound of the highway approaching. With a burst of new energy, she ran towards the sound, pushing herself onward until she looked up and saw fire. The rumbling sound, it hadn't been the highway. It was a raging fire heading straight towards her through the bush and tall grasses. Taria stopped, searching for an alternate route, but there was none. She saw fellow runners in the same predicament and together they searched for a way to escape. The only thing they found was a steep rocky embankment off to one side. As Taria scrambled up, she felt a wild panic bubbling up inside her. The fire was so close now. She tried to imagine Michael's warm smile at the top of the embankment, welcoming her home. Hey, grown-ups. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Listen. I used to be miserable with allergies from about the beginning of April till the end of August. Sometimes my best friend was a cold washcloth over my face. I couldn't taste my food because my nose was so stuffed up. I couldn't go for a run because my eyes were so itchy. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin-D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. 
I've been taking Claritin D for my allergies for years, and it's been an absolute life changer. I can go for hikes, cut the grass, and most importantly, stop and smell the flowers. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. I have to tell you about my friend Penelope. She is hilarious. She only eats cheese doodles and canned beans, and she loves to sing and fly through walls. Wait, did I tell you that Penelope is my imaginary friend? Well, she is, but she's totally real to me. Anywho, Penelope and I are very excited because there's a new movie coming out on May 17 all about imaginary friends. It's called IF, which stands for Imaginary Friends. Pretty cool, am I right? IF is so much fun with lovable fuzzy giants and bright new galaxies. It stars Kaylee Fleming as B, a girl who discovers that she can see everyone else's ifs. Meanwhile, Cal, played by Ryan Reynolds, can also see ifs. Together, they team up and go on a magical adventure to reconnect forgotten ifs with their kids. If is from the brilliant mind of writer-director John Krasinski. It also stars John Krasinski, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Maya Rudolph, Jon Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt, Aquafina, and Steve Carell, just to name a few. It celebrates the incredible power of curiosity and creativity, and it's definitely a laugh-out-loud adventure for the whole family. IF comes out in theaters starting May 17th and is guaranteed to knock your socks off. What? Oh, Penelope says she wears two pairs of socks at all times. Also, that imaginary friends get limitless refills on popcorn. So join us in the theater on May 17. Bring your imaginary friends too. Taria still remembers the sound of the helicopter racing across the sky to rescue her and her fellow runners. As they were lifted out of the wilderness, it was clear they were all very badly hurt. Taria was burned over about 65% of her body. She had to have many operations and skin grafts. Still, she was grateful to be alive. It was a very long and agonizing time in the hospital. Taria tried to approach recovery scientifically and logically, building from one small victory to the next. First one step, then two. One day, Taria's goal was to climb a stair. Her family looked on while she used all her strength and focus to bend her leg and shift her weight forward. It was so brutal. As her body throbbed with pain, she heard Michael clapping and shouting, well done. Taria felt a flash of anger. What are you celebrating for, she asked. She used to be an elite athlete. Now the bar was so low, he was proud she climbed a single stair. It's not that Taria didn't appreciate his support. She did. 
Her friends and family had been so comforting to her. But Taria realized she had to tap into what she described as that little piece inside me the fire didn't get to. And so she found a special rehab center in France and went there on her own. As she regained some independence, she learned to celebrate each of her accomplishments. When she returned home, her perspective had shifted. After two years of different therapies, treatments, and surgeries, the doctors told Taria it was time to remove the mask that was covering much of her face. Oh, how Taria hated that mask. It was supposed to smooth out her new skin, but it was itchy and tight and made it so hard for her to express herself. And yet, Taria had grown used to the barrier it created between her and the world. She knew her face was jarringly different now. Her skin was pulled and stretched into thick scars. Would people be afraid of her? Taria met her own eyes in the mirror. They were the same deep brown as always and reminded her that inside, she was the same person too. She mustered her bravery, her mana, and began to lift the mask. She had learned to walk again, step by step. Maybe she could try that with her mask too. She could start by going maskless with Michael and her family, then maybe her closest friends? Yes, that was how she'd do it. One foot in front of the other, inching towards her new self. One of the doctors told me I wouldn't be able to run again, Taria remembers. I thought, I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna do an Ironman one day. It seemed far-fetched, maybe even impossible, but she needed to do it, not just to prove her physical strength, but because running was the only thing that truly made her feel whole. And so five years after the fire, Taria made her dream of running the Ironman come true. On a Sunday morning in May of 2016, she stretched at the starting line, gazing out into the gorgeous skyline. For the first part of the race, Taria dove into the Hastings River, elated but also nervous. The swim was going to be the trickiest part. Because she'd lost so many fingers, she couldn't scoop the water like most swimmers. She opted not to get prosthetics because they wouldn't be functional. So she developed a different method of swimming that helped propel her forward. Once in the water, Taria felt the cool rush urging her on. She got in the zone and made it through the swim without a hitch. Next, she hopped on her adaptive bike. Again, it would be a little different this time. As she zoomed alongside the glittering Pacific, she worried about a blowout. One thing her hands couldn't do was change a tire. But her trusty bike and her resilient body carried her across the 180 kilometers without a problem. Then it was time to run. Taria had to stop occasionally to splash herself with water. Her body couldn't cool itself down like it used to. But this part of the race was clearly her favorite. She felt that familiar path of openness and expansion before her. Her mind was soaring, her footsteps almost effortless. After more than 13 hours, Taria heard the exuberant sound of a legion of fans and the proud voice inside her head too, cheering her across the finish line. You can do it, they cried. And she did. In the years since the fire, Taria has accomplished an astonishing array of feats, many of them like the Iron Man, raising funds for burn victims in developing nations. She has also hiked part of the Great Wall of China, learned to sail, and given birth to two energetic boys. 
When Taria's sons ask why she looks so different from other moms, she answers them honestly. I was burnt, she says, and this is a scar. Taria has grown confident enough to pose for many magazine covers, redefining people's idea of beauty. She's also written books and is one of Australia's most sought-after motivational speakers, doing for others what her inner voice did for her. And Taria has a program that helps women establish running practices, sharing that freedom and clarity that has truly been life-changing for her. Taria believes that her life is bigger and better than it was before the fire. She has everything she has ever wanted and more. Her loving family with Michael and the boys, a wildly successful career helping others, and the ability to run again. She lives each day channeling and sharing mana, love, forgiveness, energy, and courage. Wherever she runs next, mana will be her guide. This podcast is a production of Rebel Girls. It's based on the book series, Good Night Stories for Rebel Girls. This episode was narrated by me, Brooklyn Corey. It was produced and directed by Haley Dapkiss with sound design and mixing by Mumble Media. The story was written by Nicole Hartunian and edited by Abby Schur. Fact-checking by Joe Radigan. The executive producer was Joy Smith. Original theme music was composed and performed by Elettra Barjaki. A special thanks to the whole Rebel Girls team who made this podcast possible. Until next time, stay Rebel. Thanks for listening to this episode, Rebels. Did you know there's a whole world of Rebel Girls to explore? Go to rebelgirls.com slash more to check out our latest books, t-shirts, crafting kits, and, well, more. Visit rebelgirls.com slash more. Until next time, stay rebel. Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right. You can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening.